Yo, what's up, fam? <laughs> uh, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> we are back for another episode of R&B, and we're going strong. You know, we out here. <laughs> Stop it. This week, um, our <laughs> special guest is one of my best friends that I've had my whole entire life. Hello. Kia. Hi. Hey, Kia. Hi. <laughs> <Burn it>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Kia. Bring out the dancing lobster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That is a throwback. Kia, tell us a little bit about yourself, girl. All right. Um, My name is Kia. I just had a birthday. Um, 28. Sad cheesing. Sad Sad cheesing. I just had a birthday. I'm 26 years old now. Uh, I live in New York City, born and raised in Orlando. And I'm a chef and a culinary director for Cherry Bomb magazine. Hey. Wow. Yes. Yeah, me and Kia have been super close since like middle school. You know when you're like growing up and you busted and I had braces, <laughs> I had a big head. You, you know? braces? Yeah, I had braces. Yeah. So okay. then when you're growing up and you're like don't have that many friends in high school and all that stuff, me and Kia had each other. Right. You got that um, one kid that's like reading hella books, like no one's like talking to her. She's like sexually awkward. She don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> you just look at each other, you're like, hey, hey you busted. Yeah, yeah, you busted. <laughs> I'm weird. <laughs> and now we've grown up and it's the it's the it's the it's the glow up. It That's is, it is. It's it's the is absolutely the glow up. <laughs> so today, today we're gonna be talking about being black. <laughs> Not only being black, we're gonna be talking about being colored and when that has to do with like the workplace. Yeah. So both of us have experiences with this and all of our jobs, you mm-hmm. know, obviously being a person of color. Right now I am employed at a restaurant and I work in front of the house. And you guys might be thinking, why is he saying that he like works from the house? Because it's whenever you go into a restaurant, nine times out of the ten, anybody who's black, Mexican, Spanish, doesn't matter what, what color you are, you work brown? in the back yeah. of the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I like work in the front is like a big deal. And there's just so much like stories and shit that you have mm-hmm. going on with that. And I guess we'll be addressing like some of that today. No, absolutely. I mean, I am a black woman, and I. Um, have worked my way up through hospitality. Robert and I started in yes. hospitality together. <laughs> literally, same restaurant, literally, same theme park, like different areas and all that. Yeah. Um, I took a different route and I made my way to the back of the house. And I mean, interestingly enough, nobody wants um, women in the back of the house, and then no one wants black women in the back of the house. So I had to work my way up. And through and down and side to side through restaurants um, just to be, you know, looked at crazy or not taken seriously, all of that. And I found myself at the helm of a restaurant in Manhattan as their executive chef. And on one side, that was, you know, a lot of cool clickbait for people to be like, who's this new, young, black, queer woman who's like running this restaurant? But then behind the scenes, it was like, Who's this bitch, <laughs> this black bitch, who is now my boss? Fuck her. So it it was very uh very chaotic and exhausting, uh, disheartening times, you know, a lot of the time. It's like the same thing that you get like fetishized for. Like mm-hmm. people actually hate you for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know for what sure. I mean? I think it's like so much easier to be like, oh, it's cool, it's trendy, you know, there's a there's a black girl, she's running it, but at the same time, like I've been in kitchens and there's lots of white men. And lots of white men who have huge egos that can't understand why you might be on the same level. And it's like, I'm so happy that like we have people like you to like fight it because it's like, if we don't, then it's going to be the same thing over and over and over again. It's like construction. There's a lots of men. So the fact that there might be like a women in construction, she's probably going through some of the same bullshit. <laughs> it's like, we're in 2019, so... There's plenty of roles where things have switched and people have, yeah. you know, moved into different areas and that should be okay. But, like, just as easy as we're like, oh, it's 2019, we progressed so far. We haven't, though. No, yeah, we haven't. And a lot of it sometimes can be, um, uh, I don't want to call it fake progression, but just pseudo, like, uh, surface level progression. You know what I mean? Where a little bit of something is seen as, like, a great, like, oh, my God, this thing is happening. So, like, for example, me being, because, I mean, all of my intersecting identities, like, affect what I have to go through, who I am. So, me being a woman in charge, people are just like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. Yeah, girl power, you know? But then me being a black woman, like, people are just like, what? (laughs) And then, like, my, like, let's say white female counterparts, 
I could still be treated differently from them. Mm-hmm. Have sometimes still been treated differently from them and by them, you know? But then it's like, but we're all on the same page because we're all women doing this thing. And I'm like, no, like, there's still that extra step, the fact that I am black, that you yeah. have a problem with Do that. Do you feel, uh, like, with your white female counterparts that they may do things passively aggressively? Passive aggressively? <laughs> <laughs> to you, um, to maybe kind of be racist or downplay your role but they don't even realize that they're doing it oh absolutely uh, i mean passive aggression is their language mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the language and that's why i'm always really hard on like I, I don't cut corners with people especially people who are like saying that they want to be in my corner or in my realm and all that i'm like okay well i'm really gonna dig into you because there are things that you're going to do passive aggressively or in micro you know doses and and things like that that like are just so naturally embedded in you you know the the what's the word i'm looking for Mm, not discrimination the bias Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the bias is natural within you you know so you you just have to call it out and that wasn't I wasn't always able to call it out like I spent a lot of years especially once I left Orlando and went to North Florida I spent a lot of years having to like suck it up, you mm-hmm. know, because like these people in positions of power and all that, like, I mean, there was no way that I could say anything or, or move anywhere because I needed things from yeah. them. But now I am very grateful to be in a position where there's not a whole lot that I have that I have to say. I need this from this person. Like I have people who support me mm-hmm. and I have a wonderful boss. I have a great, you know, team that's with me. But like I, I'm no longer in that place where I have to stomach um abuse or racism, yeah. microaggressions in order to get what I need. Like I can just be like, yo, fuck off, that's racist. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of people are receptive to that mm-hmm. in my experience in, in where I am now. Mm-hmm. Like I have people who are like willing to be called out and I do call them and be like, hey, that, what you said was kind of charged. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, you're saying this, but it's from a naturally biased like place. And this is why you need to like cut it. And then they'll listen and people respect me in that way. And then they're just like, oh, snap, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I think it's like really important to like give examples because it's just, I feel like it's so much easier to be like, oh, I go through this microaggression. I go through this. I go through that. But people need to hear exactly what it is. So I'm going to go ahead and start. Yeah. Like I said, with like being a black guy who works front of the house and like serving, there's just so much little comments and like slick shit. It's like, mm. I see what you're doing. Like what? You're so like, uh, well, I'm, nice. I'm a star. Yeah, no, no, it, it won't be that. It'll be like, so a black table will like walk in. It'll be a table of four. They'll be at the host and they'll mm. walk in. So nobody wants to take care of the black table. Yeah. But guess what? Because I'm the black guy. Oh, he should, he should take care of the black table. Yeah. Like he, like he, you know, those are his people. He wants to do it to like, you know, and it's like, Damn. no. Like, you know, not that I don't want to take care of black people, but it's like, you don't get to make that like correlation. Mm. And it goes from something that as simple as that to something like more deep where it'll be like, we're all in the surf shack or we're all like hanging out or whatever. And there's a lot of white people around me. And I feel like for some reason, whenever you're in a group of white people, they are really quick to point out the fact that you're black. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've, otherwise it doesn't matter until you're in a group of a whole bunch of people. So it'll be like everybody's like joking around like, oh, yeah, I had this table. I had this table. And then if, say I don't want to joke or I don't want to talk and I'm just there to do my job because that's what you're there to do when you work, do your job. Oh, what's wrong with you? Why you always look so mad? What's like, why are you so angry? I'm angry because I don't want to <laughs> fucking talk to you. Right. I think that like people need to realize that indifference does not mean that somebody don't like you. Mm -hmm. And just because I don't feel like I owe you my time while I'm there to make my money doesn't mean that I have a problem with you. It just means Mm -hmm. that I'm here for a reason. Right. And I am glad you brought that up because there's like this performance that we have to do as black people in the workplace and these positions. Like we have to perform. And I, well, (laughs) so before you even get into that, when you talked about like the, the, the table, you having to be forced like to, to take the table, the black people, I remember this restaurant where I worked in the front and then eventually made it to the back because I didn't think I was good enough to just go straight to the back, but whatever. Um, uh, a, a black family came in to eat and they coded black tables as Canadians. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. And someone would just be like, oh, the Canadians walked in. Who wants to take the Canadians? Who wants to take the Canadians? 
I. <laughs> that is fun. If I could call the Better Business Bureau on some like, uh, on some like undercover, like I. It was just wow. so jarring to experience that. So I'm just like, yeah, like that front of house shit, it's serious. And then even, oh, I feel this is a whole nother conversation, but even as like black patrons to a place, like you feel it, you know, when yes. you walk in and you're just like, these people don't want that me That was here. like at my birthday. Remember oh, yeah. this year? Yeah. Oh my what gosh. What happened? Yeah. Um, so we went to uh, this sushi restaurant that I frequent often uh, for my birthday and how many people it was probably like 13 of us mm-hmm. and it was all brown people mm-hmm. and brown just isn't like black and like other colors you know like not yeah. Indian people say you know, oh my god <laughs> oh. no it's that's okay, what I think but... when I hear brown you know okay majority, <laughs> majority of the table was black yeah and mm-hmm. then you got me a little bit like half and half you know what I'm saying so we're like a lot of brown people um, just from the beginning like the server came to the table what 10 minutes after we sat down and then they're just like barely talking to us and I'm like okay I work in a fine dining restaurant and immediately I pick up on that I'm just like it's hard not to notice things when you that's your job you Mm -hmm. know and then just throughout the night the food took so long and then we try to talk to the manager just being like hey like we don't want to complain or anything but like what's going on and he just brushed us off and I'm like dude like I, I hate to say this, but, like, I feel like this is because we're all brown people. Like, a table of 13 brown people. Yeah. They put us in the corner, too. Yeah. Wow. We were in the corner. And I was like, okay, well, th- I mean, this is not awkward or anything. You know, I'm like... Right. And it didn't help that this is a restaurant that I go to all the time. So, I kind of know, like, how it works. Yeah. And everything. You know I know what difference. it feels like. I know what the experience is like, you know? So... Yeah, that happened, and I, I mean, I've been back once since, but it made, it put a bad taste in my mouth about the whole thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely, and working at the, the restaurant that I was at, <laughs> like, as this black woman, I, I spent a lot of my time trying to protect my staff from the shitty things that would happen, you know? And I feel like I was seen as this, like like savior of sorts, you know what I mean? Like for the restaurant, for the people, for my community and all that. But like, it never felt like there was any real power to make things happen, like for my staff, to like protect them from racist things that ownership, you know, will like without a doubt say and do. And then even, it was so wild, like being like on paper with my credentials, everything like in charge. And then, like, have people really look at me and be like, no. Or, like, talk to me crazy. Like, correct. Like, having staff make comments about my body. Oh, really? And I'm like, am I someone that you're trying to mac on on the A train going uptown, or am I your boss? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Or having people blatantly disrespect me. And then having to go to ownership and be like, can you talk to this person? Because they do not respect me. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they're old school. They're this. That's just how it is. And I'm like, but, but you never would have told my, like, the executive chef before me, this white man, you never would have. Yeah. Like, why do I have to tolerate that, you know? And that's why when I see other, and I mention this a lot, like, when I see other, like, black people, brown people, people of color in positions of power or, Power, because what is power? Like, what is power even? What is power even really? You know, but seeing them in this like positions, I'm always just like, are they actually being treated well? Because most of the time they're not. (laughs) Most of the time we're still dealing with. with, Or they have to like do extra, you know, to be seen as like mm -hmm, anything. Right, you have to do like the extra, extra, extra to like still get like five percent, you know, back and in your efforts, and it's or oh my gosh, um, there's so many uh, assumptions on my food. So many assumptions on what I want to make or what I should be making. I remember pitching a whole menu that I was so excited about, like wanting to actually cook my food. Because, I mean, also taking over a restaurant, people are going to want to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But if ownership won't let you do anything, and it's just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I really wanted to do something new. And I remember someone being like, oh, well. What are you gonna make? Jambalaya? And everyone at the table started laughing. But then they wanted me to make tacos. And then Mex- like, they're like very racist renditions and ideas of Mexican food. And I was just like, there's so much happening right here to unpack that I can't even, like, whatever, you know? 
And I I just never felt like I could show up the way I needed to because there were assumptions on who I was. Angry. Mm-hmm. But, oh, Kia's angry. Kia's testy. Oh, I walked into the restaurant and Kia didn't immediately come rushing out to say hello to me. She's just in there. I'm like, do you not see this line? I got tickets. I'm the only one doing lunch, and I have to flip for dinner. Like, you know the positions that I'm in because I'm a cook. But now you get the extra uh, enjoyment of layering these different already racist tropes and your racist ideals onto who I am to make my job ten times harder than what it already is, you know? It's like I can't just come into work. I have to be, yeah. oh, Kia's angry. Kia's moody. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kia's this. And it's like, you know what? And what if the fuck I am? <laughs> <laughs> Do you see the job that I have? Do you see the it's fuckers I'm dealing with? Yeah. Do you look at yourself in the mirror every day? Fuck yeah, I'm angry. I have reason to be angry because y'all suck. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm a black woman. Exactly, but that's the narrative, you know? Mm -hmm. Any brown person, black person, they're always painted as, like, angry people, you know, whether it be from just what their parents or friends tell them growing up or what they see in the movies, like, on TV, you know? It's Mm -hmm. always the angry black woman coming in or, like, the angry black guy, you know? So, God forbid you don't have a smile on your face and you got resting bitch face to begin with, like... Right, and I'm like, but if you want to talk about me being angry, I have every reason. What's the long say that's not mad? I have, like, I got a lot to be mad about. Like, I have the right to be mad. Like, it's this consistent gaslighting of just, like, well, why are you so upset? Like, don't you see the positions that you put me in? Yeah, I'm mad. But then you get to, like, you just get to project more onto me for being who I am. I don't know. I just hate the fact that it's, like, if you hear those little slick comments and all that stuff, if you don't laugh it off, then all of a sudden you're angry. And it's like, <laughs> I, so me personally, we're going with me personal in my personal life. I personally have like a lot of white friends that hang out with me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not even the fact that I'm like, I don't want to hang out with black people. Not the case at all. It's just that I've had, I met a lot of genuine people that I have like a connection with. So it's like, uh-huh. it took me a while to not train them, but to... <laughs> Let me not. Let me not call you before my bosses. Okay, uh, I listened to that. It was a lovely episode. Are you training white people? (laughs) But to just like show them how it is to like interact with a black person because it's like I'm realizing that they don't mean to be offensive. True, Mm -hmm. but as long as you're willing to like say or or realize, hey, I said something offensive. I didn't mean for it to come off that way. And it obviously offended you. Tell me how I can not do this again. That's very important. Because mm-hmm. at that point, I'm able to talk to you. You're able to talk to me. And we're educate able to grow. Them. Yes. Yeah, we're able to educate were, from that point. Like, uh, a lot of your friends weren't educated on why something was offensive. Yeah. Because they were just kidding. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. people mm-hmm. can say this or say that about you, which can be maybe racist but oh if i throw a just kidding after it then all of a sudden it's supposed to be okay and you should laugh along you know but yeah your friends were very perceptive um to you trying to educate them on basically being politically correct yeah for sure um i think that was a good point though about the like the the just kidding thing it's like just kiddings have like actual like meaning there's like real truth. violence and truth behind like or I want to say true but there's like violence behind people's just kiddings mm-hmm. and then there's truth into what you think behind um or just kidding and I remember having a situation where someone was doing wanted to do a very racist Cinco de Mayo uh poster I remember being like hey that's racist let's do something else mm-hmm. like that well no it's not and that is so wait let me not do an accent before i get sued <laughs> <laughs> um but pretty much it was just a, a defense of that thing or like well it's you know just for fun or it's just for this and i'm like no this actually hurts people and it actually hurt one of my staff it got back to them and they questioned me about it and i was like i want you to know that i moved to the fullest extent of my power to make sure this didn't happen mm-hmm. you know and they had to I had to whoop them into an email so that they could say what they had to say about that. And it let them, like, this is hurtful to people, you know? And I am at a point where I'm like, there are no more, like, I just I just don't have the same capacity yeah. for the BS. It's like I'm no longer afraid of being perceived as angry. Yeah. Right. They're going to yeah. think it either way. Right. Yeah. It's like, if you think I'm angry, if you don't think I'm angry, as long as my checks cash, as mm-hmm. long as you stay the fuck out of my way. 
Like I don't. You don't care. I I yeah, and, and I feel great. And I mean that took time because uh-huh. not everyone like can have those battles. Not everyone can educate. Mm-hmm. You know, some people just like I really just have to get through. Like, and I spent. So I remember the first time I really felt the weight of being black in my workplace. Um, I worked when I worked at Chipotle, and I and that was like maybe 2012, 13. I don't know, but it seemed like that. That was also I feel like that was like the beginning wave of like everyone like on Twitter and social media like being like whoa whoa hey 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 you know what I mean like what's going on here because I mean also because with Trayvon Martin that happened when we were like in high school and then we began to have access to social media mm-hmm. and then we had all all these thoughts and all these feelings and now we're in our workplaces like looking around like what the fuck <laughs> like I can't just go in and like roll a burrito anymore or like drop some chips or like why the brown rice like now I'm like on edge because like my coworkers are I hear the microaggressions yeah. I hear the slight comments I get the key you look so mad or I get the Wow, Kia, you work with like the, like little like things like that, or and feeling like I had to like address everything, and it becomes exhausting. Mm-hmm. I I feel like I need more money sometimes. I'm like, cause I'm doing additional work outside know, of coming right? in, and you know wrapping up this bowl with beans and sour cream. You know now I have to like come for you, or at least attempt to educate you in hopes that maybe you'll be receptive. Because then there's always the like. There's an option for no one for them not to be receptive to completely backlash, you yeah. know, or be like, well, it's just and double down on it, mm-hmm. yeah. and then you go from Ugh. being feeling big to really like sh- just like disgusting, yeah. and your skin's crawling, and then you feel small again, and then a few hours later, everyone's all ha ha ha, jokey jokey, and they're looking at you cracking jokes like that super violent thing did it just happen to you? Yeah, and you're supposed to just like brush it off like nothing happened, and the the thing with people who are saying those comments and being like oh I'm just kidding or being racist at any capacity like they're not gonna change from you educating them that one time because they don't feel it Mm -hmm. you know what I mean they can't understand that hurt because it's not happening to them they don't care that's like the Republicans you know what I mean like they don't care about those kids in cages because they can't feel it that's not those aren't their kids those aren't Mm -hmm. their people you know so it's it's, there's like this empathy that isn't there exactly we when we're in these workplaces we have to do there's like a 15 mental step like program we have to do before we even approach this person to be like hey that thing and then lord forbid it's a boss right yeah. mm-hmm. and you're just like hey boss this thing that you said was blah 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 it's like are they gonna backlash are they whatever do they have empathy do they even care do you get paid enough for this thing like is this gonna enrich your workplace or whatever are, are we gonna have to tackle this again because i told you once i have to tell you again and again it's a constant whatever mm-hmm. it's draining it's it's draining and capitalism already has me like exhausted like super exhausted like do i now have to engage with this and it sucks I'll be the first one to say that I am very, like, strict and angry when it does come down to shit like that. Just because I'm like, you know what you're doing. So even though it's like, oh, yeah, let's educate and let's do that, let's do that. At the same time, let's just cut the bullshit. You know what you're doing Mm. and you're doing it to get a reaction. So, therefore, I'm going to come at you 1,000 and be Mm. like, all right, well, you already knew what you were saying. (laughs) And now 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 since you said whatever it is that you said, I need to address it. And you, because I feel like sometimes people do it and they do it with the whole ha ha ha, I'm joking because it's like at that point, they're like, you can't address it because I I said I'm joking. Mm, no. And then if you address it, you're being too serious. We're yeah, just joking. Which is why I take the total opposite effect nine times out of ten. And I'm like, yo, I know that you said whatever you said. You thought it was funny. It wasn't. I'm here to tell you <laughs> that, well, you know. has been like this all his life. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. I'm here, I'm here to like let you know. Where's that, that bubble like, really quick? Yeah, right. as long as like you, you can say that around other people. But if you feel like. You know, you're going to say shit like that around me. It's not going to happen. Mm. I'm going to come at you every time and we're going to address it every time. And most of the time people back down because I am a six foot black guy. So they're like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> do I use he's that to hit me? <laughs> Let me get he's violent. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. All the right. Like, yeah, I'm violent. <laughs> so do I like use that to my advantage? Yeah. Because do it. Like, absolutely. At, like as much as we're like, we have to educate, we have to do this, we have to do that. Sometimes you got to slap them up. Sometimes it has to fucking stop. Sometimes shit has to fucking stop. And it's like, you can, you can try to educate and cut around the bush and do all this stuff, but 
Like, who's to say being direct and straight to the point will not nip it in the bud? Because a lot of times it has. Mm. Because at that at that point, they're like, oh, shit, he not playing. It's no, it's no longer a joke. It's no longer a game. He's mm-hmm. dead ass. Well, so do you both feel like when people say these comments to you, um, that they're trying to test the boundaries oh, that you have? Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're Absolutely. Like, they're like, <laughs> in, inside, they're like, man, I, I don't know if I can say this or not, but I'm just going to say it and see how it goes. And see what happens. And let me see yeah. how they call, it goes. They, they're, like, they're like, what's up, nigga? And you go... <laughs> You pull out the card. You like do the so color match. Hold, hold up. <laughs> no, absolutely. I've had that a few times where I'm just like, hey, 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 hey. I'm like, no. I'm like, don't do that. And it, I think with doing that consistently, it does set a reputation for yourself where people know. Like certain people just begin to know, oh, I cannot try. He's not the one. Yeah. He this is not the person. one. <laughs> and then, you know, and I mean, when you got the strength of HR. <laughs> I'd be the, oh my God, I, I'd be the first one to tell someone, if you have a human resources, book it. Mm-hmm. Book it to the human resources. Write down what these people say. My dad would tell me that all the time, especially when I was working at the few places I was working before. And I never took his advice, I'm sorry. But I'm here to tell <laughs> I'm so tired, but I'm here to tell y'all. Write it down. Yeah. Write down. People say something, you just like, you need documentation. Hmm. You write it down at uh, 04, you know, 35. Bob thought it was okay to ask me if my hair was real. <laughs> then the next one. At Is this, that a wig? <laughs> right. And then at this one, he said that he doesn't want to take those bad people. What if I took them? Like, and you just mm-hmm. put, you write it all down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this last time, you just go to HR. Hey, HR, I have all these documented times that this person made me feel unsafe in my workplace this person made assumptions on my character racial based assumptions and i think an hr don't play yeah you're right hr yeah. don't once they're play involved, the game they're once they're in, yeah once they're involved they're involved you know and sometimes that's what we need so if you have if you're listening and you have <laughs> a human resources department and it's a whole nother story when you don't but if you do pull have up on, on them dial. yeah pull up on them and be Bob, what was that? (laughs) (laughs) The main reason why HR don't play is because it's not because are they trying to like strike down like racism and all that stuff. No, they don't. They just know that if for some reason they don't handle this and that it was brought to their attention, Mm -hmm. they can be sued. Yep. Yeah. So come for the pockets at all <laughs> times. Always get come those for the rep- reparations. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not like they're like, oh, I need to protect this black guy that works. No, it has nothing to do with that. And the reason why that they want to squash it is because it's been brought to them. So for some reason, mm-hmm. if you haven't brought it to them, then they don't know, and they're allowed to say, oh, well, he didn't tell him. He didn't say anything to me. So I don't, right. I was, I was and a lot aware. of these situations, especially these people who try you, who test your boundaries and all that, if they they thrive off of silence. They want you to feel like you don't have resources. They want you to feel like you're going to be blown out of proportion. They want you to feel that, you know, they're going to gaslight you and be like, oh, you're totally crazy. No one's going to think that no one's going to believe you. And maybe a few years ago, you know, mm-hmm. I would feel hella discouraged. Yeah. But like, I I feel like we've moved a little bit to where people can be like, no, yeah. just with the same way we have technology. Technology made us so... It exposed us to so much in a way that was extremely jarring, and I wish that we had better health care to where therapy was like a, a public thing people can access, because it was oh, traumatizing, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? But in that same way, people have used it to flip it, to expose people for who they are, to to call out hella racist people, racist workplaces, like all of that, you know what I mean? So I say flip it and use it if you can, and don't get tricked into thinking that you are alone, you know? Because that's what they want you to think. So then you just be miserable and sad, like, mm-hmm. by yourself. Mm-hmm. Feeling, For sure. Yeah. I'm, like, one of the main people that, like like I said, one of the main black guys at, you know, the restaurant that I work at. And it's, like, I don't I don't really feel no type of way about it just because, like I said, I'm going there to work and I shut shit down ASAP. But, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure that there is people that feel like, oh, I can't speak up and I can't say anything because there are so many people that are the same race. And it's, like... I think, in general, we need to do a lot better when it comes down to hiring front of that. Like, why is why am I the only black guy in the front of the house? Mm. Like, why why mm-hmm. why is that a thing? Why out of how many people work in my job? Around two hundred. You a lie. There's like maybe four or five of us. I know you fucking. In lying. terms of black guys, though, I'm the only one. But and there's there's another few like ladies who serve. But I'm like, there's no reason as to why that should be a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who's doing the hiring when they're like. 
oh, black black people can't do this role. And mm-hmm. why was I chosen to give this role? You know, there's so many questions. Yeah, even you have to dissect Lots it. Of you have questions. When people say it's not that deep, I'm like, oh no, it's deep. <laughs> yeah. Everything is deep. Everything is deep because everything is internalized. Mm-hmm. And whether we like it, everything is racialized. Not because we. You think I woke up and I was just like, howly diddly. I hope I get discriminated on today. It's like <laughs> I hope that the whole of my life and my generation yeah. is based off of you know a lot of racial trauma. It's like no, I didn't ask for that. So when people was like, oh, you're making it about this. No, this it was creative for it to always be like this so I'm have to say something about it because I didn't want to be this way so you're right why am I the only one why is it such a big like oh my god this black girl is running this restaurant why Mm -hmm. you know and I mean it has to start somewhere Someone has to be the fucking first of something I guess and to hopefully spark more and I think that's that's also why I tolerate as much as I have so far, because I'm just like, I have to get to some place where someone else can see me and be like, oh shit, I can do it too. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of people in my inbox all the time, hit me up all the time, who are just like, yeah, Kia's doing this thing, I can do this thing too. And I'm always like, hey, you know, there's no one's going to get, you know, a little ugly sometimes, a little bit tacky. There's going to be a little exhaust. People are going to try you. But if that happens, I'm here. You know, hit me yeah. up. But let me, I can help you figure out how to to navigate that. Yeah. And um, I think that that just empowers people. You know, I don't believe in power. Power is abusive. Power is hurtful. Power is exploitive. But I do believe in empowerment. And if we can be empowered in these workplaces to know we have the resources, whether it's in HR, whether it's in person, whether it's a group of some sort, you know, whether it's maybe an ally in the workplace that's just like, yeah, no, that's not right, or yeah, no, like, they are treating you different, or yeah, no, you are getting paid different, which is a whole nother conversation about mm-hmm. black folks and people of color, like, being paid whatever to the dollar versus mm-hmm. someone else. It's like, having that information around, is it's, it helps stop these kinds of things and nip them, you know, in the bud. And I'm not saying it's going to be a whole wave of, of everyone just waking up one day and be like, I'm not going to be racist no more. It's just like, but if you can nip it in your personal pond, you know, in your ecosystem, then it, it can ease, you know, hopefully ease some of the tension that we already have to deal with outside of our workplaces. Yeah, for sure. I guess that, like, the important part is that, like, if you are somebody who's not of color and you're listening to this and you're like, how the fuck can I help? Like, you know, like this sounds like such a big issue and it sounds like something that I want to help with. How can I do it? I guess our message to you is that if you see it and you hear it, don't like, don't let that shit slide, you know? Cause I feel like the only way it just is racism all together. If you see something and you feel like, uh, I do have black people that I care about. There's people in my life that I care about a race all together, mm-hmm. you know, and you want to stand up, say something. Like, it's so much, yeah. it's so important for people of the same race and the same color to be like, yo, that's just not cool. You know, mm-hmm. like, you're like, ha, 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 you thought it was funny. It's not. My favorite thing to see is when white people get caught up by other white people. Mm-hmm. Oh. I best. love it because they let them <laughs> have it. They let them have it. Yeah. I love it. And I'm just not like, expecting it. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, traitor but, <laughs> but they let them have it and i'm like i would love more of that because we're tired mm-hmm. i'm gonna be honest i'm like i i, I can't be coming after everything because i'm tired i spent my whole life doing it and you just got woke all of a sudden so you got this new fresh woke energy <laughs> i need you to go into that workplace and be like stop you know giving this person this you know horrible schedule when you know that this is their their life situation or or, or stop assuming that this person can't do this because of this or stop letting this person say that like use that energy and go out there and and go for it because i make a change yeah make it it's like i'm it'll mean more tired. a white person too a white yeah. person to a white person, they'll be like, oh shit, maybe I do have a fucking problem. Yeah. Right, and you're just like, well, I've been telling you for years, but if this is what gets the job <laughs> if this is what gets the job done, then maybe, you know, this gets the job done. And I'm also, I mean, if we talk about like who I call out anybody, a kid. A kid can get the business. Because <laughs> that's when they're like, oh, but he's just a child. Ma'am, your child has a whole adult. Twitter account calling oh, people shit. the N-word with the hard R. <laughs> like, this whole time, and the kid is like 13, 14 years old. Oh, well, he's just a child. He's just boys being with kids being kids. I'm like, and then and then they grow up to be adults being adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Harming people's lives, mm-hmm. making people's spaces, you know, their their livelihood difficult, their existence difficult, you know what I mean? I'm like, nip that, nip it right now. And where did he learn it from? Oh, the, the, Becky? Where did he learn it from, Where did Becky? he learn it from? <laughs> what was that reason? Where did he learn it from? Listen, I don't, 
I don't play, but you're right. Just, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) As you can hear, I'm just like, whites, please. I I can't do it by myself no more. Mm -hmm. Do better. Just absolutely, absolutely do. Just do better. Or I got to start slapping folks. Yeah, exactly. That's the next step. Or if you you don't do better, that's fine too. But don't be surprised when somebody knucks up and like like, lets you know what the fuck. Like, you know, like Mm. I feel like this black generation growing up today is a lot different than the one that was back in the day. Listen, all that turn the other cheek. <laughs> Ooh, I need, don't turn the other cheek because I need you to look me in the eyes when I slap you. <laughs> I need you to see it coming. For sure. Like, don't be, not, I'm not turning the other we're cheek. We're not the same one. So I think that like, if I, it's going to be shitty to say, but I feel like people got real bold since Trump has been in office, like you know, all oh, of a yeah. sudden, <laughs> oh all yeah, sudden, people just, like feel like you know they can they say said, whatever no, they want. If you buck, why not? If you buck, why not? <laughs> with a MAGA hat on, but that ass Nuck if, let Trump but get you slapped the fuck. Yeah, let him get you slapped up. Let him get you slapped the you fuck. You see him on TV doing racist shit, saying racist shit to people, and he hasn't ran into the right run and. Like we can't slap him, but we can slap you. <laughs> I'll slap right. I might get shot down slapping yeah. the president, right? but you, I think, I think I'll see. You don't give a fuck about and that's you another either, bitch. Oh, that's a whole nother like can of worms. Is yeah. like being in the workplace with such like political division. Yes. Oh my god. And yes. I'm just like, wow. Y'all mind if I like dissociate real quick? Because it's. It, I remember working on like cute little farm type thing and like coming back to work me and like the farm and other people being devastated and then having this other girl who was on the farm who was just like you know lottie daddy we like to party i'm like what's going on like is she not like shook by anything yeah she's like yeah that was you know good election good time i was like <laughs> i was like sorry to this compost but i gotta go <laughs> i gotta go home. so also being in in the realm of that and Painfully so, like, that isn't always something that we can control. Mm-hmm. I feel blessed to be in the workplace where we know where we stand, you know? You we know where we we know yeah. where we stand, and sometimes there's even conversations in that because of, you know, other people's experience and be like, how could this have happened? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, this has been happening. This has been in existence, and, and you, I guess in your whole existence, you just thought everything was fine, and while things were fine and you were blindsided by this, I've been experiencing this all my life. So then there's, you know, that pocket of conversation, but as a whole, we know where we stand, you know, and I don't have any fear of being in a workplace like that where I have to work for, you know, gun-toting, you know, magonites and like... Magonites. <laughs> magonites. <laughs> and just, you know, all-around horrid people. But I only in, in some diverse, you know, workspaces like that where, you know, maybe you are one of five black people on staff or maybe it is for this big corporation or all that. And like, no one's hiring off of you know, political background, yeah. off of ideals. And that isn't anything that people bring up at um, interviews, mm-hmm. right? So then it's just like, well, how do I navigate that? Like, as a black person, as a person, like, dealing with that level of racism where it's mm-hmm. super normalized because this is the person, you know, who's in office so that this is okay. Yeah. And all I can say that is I, oof. Like, I, it, it's sad. It's sad to think about, and I can only imagine how people now are. Like, I got out of that space, like, quickly. Like, mm. when my job with all that, like, I moved on to my other job. I didn't have to deal with it much mm. more. But, like, I can only imagine. And then not having the power. I had the power to be like, hey, 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 you know? <laughs> we ain't saying that. Yeah. Or if I'm just, like, when I interview people, I was very specific about interviewing. Like, I seek out, like, other people of color. I feel like if... Y- you don't have no black people, no brown people, no people of color whatsoever, like on your staff. You did not try. Yeah, for sure. You did not try. And I'm not, people like, we do not, you know, discriminate in our hirings. I do not discriminate, <laughs> but I, I'm putting all these to the front because these people already have difficulty finding jobs, yeah. well, you know? Yeah. Well, representation is so important. Yeah. You know, uh, being that you are like a black woman in a, kind of like a high place it's important for other black women to see you and to see that because i think a lot of um people of color haven't moved up or even made an attempt to move up in maybe their career or um in their education because there was a lack of representation you know so maybe like okay i see all of these chefs and they're all like white white men i feel like i can't do it because no one else is doing it do you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. when you see people like you they're like oh wow maybe it is possible you know 
Yeah. And it, that goes for like every career because if you don't see people that look like you at the top, why would you think that you can get there? Right. You know what no, I mean? absolutely. And it takes someone being like, well, I don't see it. I have to be it. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's, that's a lot of strength. It's thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's thank great. you so much. It's like to, to, if I don't see it, I, I have to, I have to be, it's like, this is what I want to do. So I'm like, well, I mean, I'm going to just go for it, you yeah. know? And then now that I went for it and I'm here, I'm like, well, I absolutely will reach back to others. I will absolutely make sure that I'm, you know, to the best of my ability, setting up a space that, you know, or a, a workplace or whatever, that is good, you know, for my people, for my community, like for folks who are just, and maybe not in my community, but you could be, you know, a young straight person who's just like, yeah, I want to do this thing. Well, you know. I wanted to be good for you too. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, these are the difficulties you have getting here because maybe you know. So I want you to be a dishwasher and doesn't feel like you can be a cook. Well, yeah. you can wash some dishes in here, but I'm also teach you how to to cook. You know, yeah. and I'm not gonna make you feel like that these things aren't open to you in the way that people made me feel mm-hmm. that yeah. they are. And being a a, a black woman's position isn't a. A lot of people think that it was like you know magic. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's so magic how you made it here. It's just a fairy tale story. Nothing about my story was a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Nothing about any of this was magic, you know, lucky charms, like all of that, you know, the golden ticket. Yeah. I didn't get a golden ticket. I had the door slammed on my face all the time. I, 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 I idolized people, like went for their restaurants because they were alumni of the school that I wanted to go to. And they looked at me and they were just like, ah, you know, and sent me right out the back door, you know, like. It wasn't cute. <laughs> it wasn't cute. It wasn't magical. And I don't want the work that we do to be diminished as like, because people see, oh, black people are magic. Black for this person, they black just did it. Magic. Black girl magic. She just did it miraculously. And it just strips us of the difficulties. It helps people ignore the fact that it's super difficult for us to get where we need to be because everyone is gatekeeping all of the stuff. Mm-hmm. So then if they tell this lie that Kia is magic, that Robert is magic, that Britney is magic then they can absolve themselves of the fact that they've created a system in which I had to flight you know blood you know tooth and nail almost die multiple times to get here because I was so depressed because of how hard it was all people see is the end result you know what I mean they see you as Mm -hmm. okay well you're like the culinary director you're the executive chef that's all they see you as you know they don't want to look back on your story and be like well how did she get there right you know now that you're fine they're like oh well she's obviously happy Mm-hmm. It can't be that hard, right? Especially exactly. being that you're a young person, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And in order to, to look back on it, people are going to have to confront that it was hard. <laughs> people have to confront that it was racist, Yeah, you know? And people don't want to, they don't want to do that. They want the magic. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, like, we are starting to show how, like, valuable we are in higher up places. Because take, for example, that whole H&M thing that happened where they Which had that, that fucking black guy, the black kid. He With the monkey suit. A, a gorilla oh, shirt. Yes. Now you know if somebody was black and in a higher position and they ran this past them, that's all it takes is a, a simple, hey, what do you think about this? No. <laughs> it's, it's super simple. Like, you know, no. it's, it's a super simple thing. It's like... You can tell that H and M don't got no black people yeah, in a not, high position because how did that get passed? Mm-hmm. All y'all were like, black guy, monkey, perfect. Like, the flavor. <laughs> like, how did that pass <laughs> so <flavor>. many eyes <laughs> and so many executives and got all the way to the website? To production, to the website. To Someone yes. looked at the thing and said, and we're live. And clicked it. <laughs> Like and what? Then y'all had to get dragged all throughout the internet, and then all of a sudden, oh, oh, we're so sorry. We it was so tone deaf. We made a mistake. Blah blah blah. And it's like if you had a black person in the right position, you wouldn't have made that mistake in the first place. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have all this bad publicity. You wouldn't be losing all this money. We wouldn't mm-hmm. have none of that. And all it takes is having people in the right areas to make change. Well, wasn't there another um, another brand that also got in trouble for something? But there were Gucci. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When they had like the slavery, like fucking yes. red lip. Yeah, like how how is this bullshit happening? It's the same thing. There's on no, a daily basis. Yeah, there's yeah. no people of color in higher positions. <laughs> oh my god, I think I'm so glad y'all brought that up because another thing I've been thinking about is like when you finally get that like person of color, you finally become that black woman hired to diversify this thing. Then there's the pressure of being like, well, you're here now, 
you have to fix it, whether it's internally or externally. Like there's just pressure to be like, well, you have to fix this thing. Or being like, well, you're working at this place. This is so X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I'm here now. I'm going to do, you know, my best to usher in some change, usher in some, some whatever. And then whenever anything happens, everyone looks at that black person like, wow, I can't believe you work at this place. But then in the, in the last breath, y'all were like, whew, this place needs to hire more of whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, if I'm damned if I do, and I'm absolutely damned if I don't, yeah. you know? And I, I'm like, I... I think I don't think that's anything that's really going to change because that's just human nature of people to get what they want and they be mad that it's not the exact thing that they want and be mad that they're not the one that's doing it or or whatever the case may be or, or putting you know painful unrealistic expectations on the first black hire to like change this place that whatever you that's know been like this for years and years and years okay like, you, know, like, you I hire one black person now get to work like <laughs> right right okay. and I'm thankfully I don't feel any of that like yeah. internally mm-hmm. where I am because like it, they come to me and they're like here we run I become the black person at H&M where they're like hey good shit. they're like so look at this what do you think and I'm like you know what it's not. The, it's not a vibe. <laughs> vibe, vibe. Vibe check. It's not. It's not there. And then they listen to why, and they're like, you know what? That's what we were thinking. We just wanted to run a by you. Thank you so much. And then it moves past, and that mm-hmm. t- isn't taxing. Mm-hmm. But on the outside, where it's just like, oh, you work at this place. Well, we went. We need to do this. We need you to do this. We need you to do this. You need to change this. Why you done this? Wow, doesn't he work at that place? Yeah, yeah. It's so, and it's just like. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Juicy J says, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like, hush. Hush, 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 hush. Like, I, I, I don't think anyone wants to just acknowledge just all of the intense expectations that they put on us. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I, try, I put my shoe on one foot at a time like you. My Con Edison bill, that's the one in the... My Con Ed bill shows up. My Sprint bill show up. Like, <laughs> I got to get to work just like you do. And this magical change isn't going to happen overnight because I'm not magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am just a person who is now, you know, making this one tiny drop in this lake that has existed for so long yeah. is going to take time for things to, to move around. And I don't want that to discourage people mm-hmm. on their side when they're dealing with, you know, racist coworkers and all of that and bosses. They'd be like, wow, that's going to take forever to do that. No, sometimes it just takes one call or it takes one conversation. But I think there just needs to be a, bro- a broader understanding of, like, the way that we have to maneuver through work, whether it's coming from our bosses or coming from people watching us do our job. I'm like, y'all, keep the same energy for white people, please. I'm just like, I need you to keep the same energy for someone else. Like, why y'all bothering me? Go to this publication and go bother them. They they doing, it's a mess. Yeah. You know, like, why you bothering me? Yeah. Like, keep keep the same energy or back off because it's, I mean, we have enough. Yeah. And it's, we have it's, enough to do it. It's so crazy because it's like, you get it from like your coworkers, you get it from like the people around you, but there's also like the patrons, the people who come in and like buy stuff and all that stuff. Mm. I'll be the first one to like, I've had tables where I've like walked up and it's like a white family and I'm like, hey, my name is Robert. I'll be taking care of you today, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> they just stare at me. And it's oh like, my God, I hate that so much. <gasps> Every single time. They I said have, what? They literally when, they, when they were told that Robert was going to come take care of us. <laughs> oh, oh, Instagram that. versus reality. <laughs> when Daquan shows up. Right, right. I'm the Robert, this is Daquan. Surprise. I am both Robert and Daquan. Surprise, I'll be bitch. taking care of you tonight. That's <laughs> funny. Because I, I thank my parents so much for that. Because it's like it's crazy. Like when you really think about it, the fact that my name is Robert is a huge deal. Because it's like mm. whenever my name is on applications and shit like that, what do they see? They see Robert Bateman. What they think of a white man for sure. There's a hundred percent white. <laughs> for man. sure. If they, call, if, they, if they call me and uh, hello, thank you for calling. Um, they hear it. Uh, yeah, my name is Robert. Uh, I'm looking for a job. Da, da, da. I sound like I fit the part. So they're like, Robert, he's white. He's 32. It's great. Like, you know, uh, he's, like, right. he's 32. <laughs> I'm sick of you. And it's like, he's 32. I show up and I'm smiling and they're like, oh, wait, 
they can. They, but uh, hold but, on. But at that point, guess what? I'm already through the door. Right. Yeah, I've already put my application to the front. Right. I'm already like. They already did the work, so they're like, fuck it. <laughs> oh my god, they we already pushed my application to the front. Literally, and it's like. Um, oh my god, you're like, bitch, here I go. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that like my dad and my parents, I owe it to them because they had that in mind. You know, like when yeah. I was when I was younger, I went mm. by Dequan. That's all I went by. And then eventually, I stopped going by that name. Not not because I didn't like it anymore. Mostly because I was I would go to school and there would be Da Quinn, Dequan, Stop lying, Daquan. After hearing your name wrong so many times, you're like, "Fuck it, just call me Robert." Robert mm. is, and then I realized the power of like having that name. And it's like, why do my parents have to do that? You know, mm. why can't somebody named Dequan go in and get a great job? Why can't mm-hmm. that be executive? Why can't like you know mm-hmm. the fact that that just that name like makes people like laugh and shit like that why what's so funny <laughs> you'd be like what what's, what's so <laughs> funny you, know? you literally have this energy on. what's so funny <laughs> like I don't get what's it you funny? know like cause for, for people who don't have that ability to turn it on and turn it off like why should they be subjected to that prejudice mm-hmm. you know Tell that's when shit gets real Whew, shit gets there's levels listen what, that's when people say it's not that deep oh no but it goes deeper <laughs> we can cross we can cross examine this we can that's yeah. me chopping it up <laughs> we can slice and dice it anyway like it gets deeper yeah. and deeper and deeper and honestly the fact that we have to do so much thinking mm-hmm. we have to do all of that like you have to think about Wow, I'm gonna go by Robert now, and it's gonna have these implications. And this why this is why I cannot go by Daquan. And this you have to do all of that, and then people just wake up, and you know maybe maybe not get the crust out their eyes, you know, go out into the white world and clock into the white job and just live their life. And I'm like the mediocrity, right? Just mediocre the entire time. Just straight mediocre Mediocre. and getting promotions for being mediocre. Yes, like. Just because their their skill is assumed because the social construct says that this is the successful person. There's so many things that I see all the time and look all the time that I'd be talking to Stassi. I'm just like, yo, that is mediocre. I know that I would never be able to act in the same ways, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like just watching privilege work (laughs) and knowing that I'm going to have to move five times is is, is hard or, or... 10 times as smarter or just, you know, exist in a different way where people would just be mediocre and just, you know, get whatever. Mm-hmm. That's why, I mean, going back to it, that's why a lot of times I am, I do be angry. Yeah, you right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you right, I'm angry. <laughs> and that's why I show up and I don't take any shit. Yeah. Because I know that people, I I had been playing this, uh, there's like this clip or this quote from Nicki Minaj of all people, <laughs> the queen of crazy Sagittarius is, <laughs> But she has this quote from her whatever old like Nicki Minaj documentary where she's just like, had I accepted pickle juice, I'd still be getting pickle juice right now. Mm-hmm. And I think about that when I'm like realizing that someone's trying to play me, realizing that people are, you know, perceiving me the way they want to perceive me based on construct and then treat me, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, all right, well, if I accept this pickle juice, I'm going to keep getting pickle juice. So I need to assert myself. Right, That's true. and either they're gonna be receptive of it and realize, oh, this person is not to be played with. You know what I mean? Or they cannot like it and move on. But at least I can say at the end of the day that I kept my integrity, that I let people know who I was, that I did not bend or or compromise or let somebody play me off of who they think that I am. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, who people think that I am, that's exactly who I am. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> People are like, oh, this bitch is about to be wild. You're right. I am a bitch. Don't mess with me. Yeah, you know, for sure. come correct always. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I'm just thinking about it. It's still about the whole mediocre thing. It's shitty because like going to school and basketball and like everything, just growing up in general. My dad has always told me, you need to work twice as hard, be twice as smart, put in twice as much effort to get half. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, to get to where you where it is that you want to be. He's like, yeah. you can't compare yourself to the people that are around you. Just because somebody is slacking off and Susie J is like, you know, out there, out there doing like, you know, wherever they want. And John it, Doe. It comes down to even things in terms of like, you can't be stealing. You can't be taking bubble gum from a store. It's not like shit like that is not a joke. You know, like you can't compare yourself to those around you because guess what? They're not you. So... Like, he brought us down from, you know, a black area into a white neighborhood. He was like, he always wanted us to remember 
those people around you aren't you. Mm-hmm. So even though I might have put you in this environment and I, yeah, I gave you better, don't get it twisted. Those that sounds just like your yeah, dad. <laughs> those, those aren't Don't your, get it twisted. Those aren't your, you're not on the same level. You guys are on the same level. You can't do the things that they do. And it's like, it's crazy that we have to have these conversations. Like, I respect him so much for saying that because it's true. Like, you know, you're hanging out with your friends and, you know, things might be going sideways or, you know, it might be a bad situation and all of a sudden you need to be more safe. You need to be more conscious. You need to be more aware because your life can end. Mm-hmm. And that night, that might not be, that is not the same case for the people that you're around, you know? No, absolutely. Damn. And I just be wanting to go to work. <laughs> we just want to go to work. We just want to go to work. We just, I mean, it would be nice if work wasn't a thing, but like, we just want to go to work. Like, why do we have to do, jump through all of these hoops to work? But I mean, I, I feel good that conversations like this are happening and always happening, you know? to just keep driving the point where it mm-hmm. needs to be and reiterating things and, and holding people accountable, you know? You can't say that you never heard it. You can't say that yep. I never told you. You can't say that I never let you know that, that was offensive. You know, yeah. I put it out there. Now it's on you. And if you choose not to respect that, then you have to, you know, I have to bring in the consequences and you have to accept them. Yeah. Whether it's HR or I slap the shit <laughs> or both or both we both go to jail we both fired I'm like I actually quit I just slapped the shit this person I'm out literally man it's like you would think going to work is just a simple thing that's the one thing in our day that we've just sat here and talked about for over an hour something that's simple as something that people don't even think about you get up you put your clothes on you go to work that's it mm-hmm. and then the fact that we have to sit down and have to like this isn't we're not blaming this on anybody but this is like a damn near a public service announcement the fact that you have to sit down and do that because <laughs> shit is just not right is like mind blowing it's, fucking mind blowing it is fucking mind blowing oh my gosh I I mean I am glad that I don't have to always be in the same ecosystem with my job like I can work from home if it's just too taxing if maybe the day before it was just like really heavy for me as a black woman, I'm like, ah, I can't really be doing this. Like, I I can wake up and only stay in my bed and just work out of there. That's bomb. Yeah. Yeah. I feel blessed to do it. But A, it's not happening for me. You know, I'm not coming (laughs) in, whatever. Um, It feels feels good. And I feel, I mean, I am privileged now in that way. Like, things are hard, but I do have certain privileges now to where I can protect myself from that stuff. But it'll happen in regular worlds. And even when people coming into the restaurant and looking for someone else as the boss. You hear about that oh, happening all the time. Yeah. Oh, I'm here to speak to the chef. And I'm standing there, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. It me. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, well, is you know, someone here to get this package? I'm like, yeah, I'll take I'll I'll take the, the delivery. It'll be all the produce, all the food. Like, I'll sign off for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I mean, you need me to No, I'll, I'll take it into the thing. They're just like, what? Yeah. Or when people try to talk to me like, and they get this this like level of comfort. Like I've been like harassed, like flirted with and sexually harassed by people who come in to like who have come in to either like service something or or purveyor or representative or even like a staff member who had who was fired on the spot. I had just gotten the job mm-hmm. as a sous chef and he has sexually harassed me and then threatened me, right? Just right there. And I was like, wow. And I they didn't really protect I mean they fired the person. But, like, as far as, like, what they did to, like, help me out and even beyond that, it, there wasn't really anything. But it's, like, being, like, wow, that happened. Like, they felt comfortable enough to do that to me. Even saying, oh, I love black women. I'm, like, I, I am your boss. I'm yeah. your chef. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, what? And I'm, just like, I run this place. I'm the executive chef now. And just people just acting crazy, you know? It's... It's tough. Some people want me to talk about the magic of it or Kia, come and do the thing or come and do the dance. I'm like, nah, man. I have been sexually harassed in my own workplace. Mm-hmm. I have feared for my life. I have had to play, play Kiki with some guy who came in to service something because I really needed this thing done even though he is using my number inappropriately now. Mm-hmm. You know, because he thinks he has access to me, a sister. I'm like, that doesn't mean you disrespect me. This is my job. Yeah. But if they just see this... And like, oh, all that, none of that other shit matters because this is the level of respect that I have for a person like that anyway. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter the position. That's why I go hard for shit. That's why I don't take any shit. That's why I'm super rough. Because like, you don't know the microaggressions that I have to experience. Mm-hmm. They're like the times where I 
fear for my existence and for myself in my own workplace, walking down the street or whatever. Like the way people project onto me when I'm trying to have conversations to make deals or get my money or just to correspond in general. Like the over familiarity that people have with me because they're like, oh, what's up, sister? You know, or just like, yeah. what up, shot? I'm just like, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't fucking know all these things. That's why when it comes to my work, I'm relentless. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to my respect, like there, there is no gray area in between that. Either you get it now and you get one chance, you know, and that's it. Or you get cut off for life. Because this is my existence. I have to wake up like this. I have to go to sleep like this. Yeah. I have to, when you're done doing what you're doing, I have to sit with it and process it yeah. and figure out how to compartmentalize it so I can continue the rest of my day because work just started, because my day just started. You know? That's why I don't have any room for shit because we have to, when everyone else clocks out, we're still working emotionally, mentally, yeah. mm-hmm. all of that, processing it to try to go in the next day and do it again. That's why I don't fuck around. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I'm like, nobody wants to be your fucking magical creature. Nobody wants to be your magical unicorn fucking, give me respect. How about that? Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to give me black girl magic, this, that, this. How about you give me respect? Respect me. Respect me when you don't like my attitude, you know? Respect me when I'm being nice. Respect me when I don't have time for the for the, the casualties and the key, key, keys. You know what I mean? Respect me because I work hard. Because I do what I have to do because I'm a person. I set boundaries. I respect you. You respect me. That's the end of story. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we've pretty much covered that topic as much as we possibly can. Absolutely. I mean, I guess final thoughts. Like I said before, if you see something going on and you are like, hey, that's fucked up, say it. Like, I feel like there's so many people who see shit that's fucked up and they just sit there and they're like, you know what? That's messed up. And it's like, that's to me, you're trying to be an ally, but you're a coward mm. because you had the opportunity to stand up and say something and you didn't. And you knew it was messed up and you still didn't say anything. And I get it. It's hard. It takes bravery. It takes courage to do something like that. But we need more people like that in the workplace. We need more people like that on this planet. Like, you know, stand up. Yeah, in New York, they, I mean, it's the MTA and it's like hella snitchy, but fuck the MTA, first of all. But um, they have signs, it's like, if you see something, say something. And it's always connected to like NYPD and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like that phrase itself, I um, wish they didn't co opt that phrase because I love that. I'm like, yes, yeah. if you see some shit, say something. People rely on silence. You know, and humans, they move in a mob, like we definitely have mob mentality. So if someone bucks up and like, hey, that ain't right. And someone comes in, well, da, 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 chances are a second or a third person be like, no, that wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden everyone gets emboldened to be like, no, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And then, no, we're not all about to be best friends. But at least I feel like, wow, I, I, someone's looking out for me in this world someone's looking out for me in this workplace Mm -hmm. and maybe if it's a situation where you know it's life threatening because sometimes things like that for us are like am I gonna come on especially New York they crazy I'm not trying to get stabbed on the on the the train because I was just like hey don't do that Mm -hmm. but sometimes afterwards if you tap in with that person hey are, are you okay what can I do for you in this moment it's just like thank you you know so just stop being a coward we have more I guarantee y'all don't have as much to lose as we do. You ain't lying. Okay. (laughs) What do you think, Brittany? I'm really glad that we got the opportunity to sit down with you and discuss this and bring awareness to it. And I'm half black, but I don't receive the same amount of shit that you guys do. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's really eye-opening, and I appreciate being able to just even hear your story and stand behind it and you know be that person who speaks up when says something when it's not right and mm-hmm. it's those privileges you have to utilize them whatever utilize it is it. if it's socioeconomic racial gender whatever like being passing and then someone says oh brett's not gonna say anything and you go hey hey, hey. that was actually when you, fu- shock you know them, yeah <laughs> and then they're like oh shit right. Right. <laughs> just yeah. another person in, that i can't say nigga in front of <laughs> right you like rip your your mask off half black <laughs> Don't. Don't <laughs> you come out the. I said, hold on. Okay, you pull out the little twerk. Hold on a second. Oh, you thought? That's my sister. <laughs> Utilize it. Mm-hmm. Utilize it all times. Absolutely, especially being in like my restaurant. Like how you said, you're like one of like what five black people there. Mm-hmm. I'm one of two Asian people there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And 
not that anything specific like happens to me, but I do notice it. You know, when we're walking around the restaurant, everyone's a white man. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they're a woman, they're generally white. And it's the same thing for my restaurant. The back of the house, there's there's one white person. Mm-hmm. And then what is there? 30, 40 black mm-hmm. people, Spanish people? You know? Mm-hmm. There's a lack of re- representation everywhere. And I mean, I might not feel it on a, a racial um like platform all the time mm-hmm. but being a woman i absolutely feel that yeah, yeah. you know because like how you said when that uh white family finally sees who's their server same when that group of white men sees who's their server mm-hmm. they look at me and they immediately have no respect for me oh sweetie honey oh start sexually harassing me cat calling me grabbing my waist when i'm walking by like oh you know what i mean so that's our yeah, shit. I don't. I may not feel that on the same level as you guys, but you still I, I, no, can, it's I a can level. empathize yeah. on you know on some real shit. That's a level. Oh, yeah. Don't fucking is... touch me, Durant. <laughs> don't get your paws off me. Listen, I'll be in the back. <laughs> yeah, get your hands off me. <laughs> All right, thank you for having me though. Yes. I know yeah, I'm like sure. it feels us. good to be home. I know I'm like skirt skirting around, but I feel like that y'all cut me at a good time after like experiencing that being in New York for a year and a half now mm-hmm. like I feel like I actually have some experience to come back and be like alright y'all let me tell y'all about this shit I was gonna try to talk to y'all as well about dating in New York City but that's I feel like that's like a mini series that's like a <laughs> Yeah, that's a four-part mini series. <laughs> me and me and Brittany were talking about it. It's that's like, a Wuchi lay. We just we just really like the conversation that we had today, and I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe we'll like be able to find something or find some kind of technology because she lives in New York, we live in Orlando, so maybe we'll try to figure it out. You know, get another <laughs> podcasting episode going. technologies. Yeah, <laughs> well, God, we gotta figure it out. But that is going to be our episode today. It was another episode of R and B podcast. R and B, such a cute. I mean, so that's such a cute name. Uh, I thought of it. R and B. Who thought about it? Me. I, I thought it was a joke though. I was like brushing my teeth and we we're on the phone, and I we we're trying to like brainstorm names, and I was like, you know what? I was like, I was like, you're not gonna like this, but like, what if we call it R and B? And he's like, oh my god. I was about it. Yeah. It's, it clicks. Yeah. It clicks. It, yeah. What you like, listening to? R and We'll be like, uh-uh, not Keith Sweat. <laughs> no, that's a cute name. Y'all did that. The biggest part of the podcast is having a clever name. Yeah. And if it's not a name that sticks to me, I'm like, sorry to that podcast. We were trying. <laughs> we, we thought for, for a while. What did y'all have? Did y'all have any other contenders? Bullshit names. I'm, embar- I'm embarrassed. Say it, please. One of them was Black and Yellow. <laughs> And that is our podcast episode. Uh, I shut it down. Shut it. CIA. Sam FBI. FBI. Shut this shit the fuck down. Cut the cameras. Dead ass. All right. So our social media. That's that's our ending part. So the social media. Uh, I mostly just use Instagram. I say this every goddamn time. Slide in my DMs. Tell me what you think. It's Rob Bates. R O B B A T E S S. Wow, Robert. You got it right in the first chat. I remember chat. it. I remember it. <laughs> he always fucks up. <laughs> okay, and you can find um, R&B podcasts at the official underscore R&B, and my Instagram is brbtt. Kia, give him, give him the stuff. Drop the deep. <laughs> you can find me um at um my, my Instagram is Kia Cooks K I A C O O K. S. Um, you can find out about where I work, all of that. If you want to send hate mail, if you're a hater, uh, <laughs> you don't like what I had to say, suck, suck your mom. I don't care. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Or just say hello if you want to know, you know, what life's about. Yes. Yeah. Tell us what you guys thought about the episode. But once again, Kia, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank this you. is we so great. So I would never would have known that this would ever be a part of our lives. Like, what? This is crazy. I, know, right? I love Evolution. it. Evolution. <laughs> y'all, are, y'all are good for this. This is great. I love what y'all are doing. We see y'all later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>